Hello and welcome to a special edition of Political Profundity. This will be our year in review 2017 edition. We're going to be tackling not just political items, but just general news information, uh, anything that happened in 2017. And as always, joining me, John Guzan, is Karen Weil. Hi, Karen. Hello there, and hello there, people in the world of listeners. So, Karen, we made it through another year. Ugh, yes. Um, <laughs> I think made up, that could be up for interpretation <laughs> this year, but, but well, yes. Yeah, well, it's been several for us. I mean, you know, I know we didn't talk about this before we started, but, you know, just right now, talking about 2017 and saying, making, uh, you know, making it through another year, um, it just kind of, you know, you know, clicked in my mind that it's somewhere around 14, 15 years that we've known each other. About. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it seems like yesterday, but um, it does. But we were a lot younger and 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 I know on my case, I was a lot thinner um, back then. Okay. <laughs> you looked good then. You looked hey, good now. now. And, uh, hey, now. We're, we're still young and and uh, in decent health and. These days, especially, that's all you can ask for. Well, the news industry certainly has changed substantially since we mm-hmm. worked across desks together at a daily newspaper. Um, yeah. We still had somewhat of a, a monopoly working in news, uh, in, in you know, for a newspaper. Um, we still were kind of, you know, the news information for the area that we lived in. And, you know, that's been completely blown, um, you know, f- since that time. Um, you know, the rise of, uh, of the internet has, has really kind of changed things. Um, but anyway, um, what we're going to do today is we're going to go through a month to month and we've grabbed about five or six. I think we might have six in a few of these months, but for the most part, um, just kind of five highlights for each month. And then we're going to take, um, you know, five, 10 minutes to talk about one of those events specifically. So, what do you say we get started, Karen? I'm ready. <laughs> Are you sure? Because this is kind of a painful year, but here we go. Um, it's been the year from hell, but yes, <laughs> let's dive into it. <laughs> I always thought 17 was a lucky number. Um, anyway. Uh, not this time. <laughs> January 6th. Um, um, after briefing President Obama, uh, the United States Senate and President-elect Donald Trump, the United States intelligence community releases a declassified version of its investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 presidential election. And then on January 10th, um, Dylan Roof, um, the convicted perpetrator of the 2015 Charleston shooting, was sentenced to death. Um, And also on the 10th, um, Barack Obama delivered his farewell speech at McCormick Place in in Chicago. Um, January 17th, um, three days before leaving office, Obama commuted Chelsea Manning's sentence for leaking documents to WikiLeaks. January 20th, uh, Trump succeeded Barack Obama as the 45th president of the United States. Um, wow. Uh, January 21st, 2.9 million people attended the Women's March in opposition to the inauguration of Donald Trump. And it was the single biggest protest in U.S. history. And finally, in January, on the 27th, Trump signed the executive order banning the entry of refugees of the Syrian civil war into the U.S. and banning entry of all nationals, regardless of visa status, of Iran, Iraq, Syria, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen to the U.S. for 90 days. Mm -hmm. Um, A heck of a January, Karen. Which one of those stands out to you most? I would say the Women's March. I think the overwhelming 
opposition, which uh, given this country's population, we're almost, what, 320 million people. So candidly, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, But again, America, as we've seen, especially in the last 40-something years, America's not a a country that's big on protest, although people often do that by going to the voting booth. Um, And for understandable reasons, sometimes people just, they have families to raise. They don't have time for that. They have jobs where they could get fired if it's, you know, right. discovered that they took part in a certain march. Right. Um, but, you know, I'd say nearly 3 million people was a pretty good turnout. And I'm, I'm trying to think of in my lifetime when you ever have this kind of response to a new president, and there has been none. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Donald Trump supporters, they're, they're just going to have to live with this very inconvenient truth. Most of this country doesn't like this man. Right. They don't respect him. They don't take him seriously. They didn't vote for him. They're not going to vote for him next time. And, excuse me, um, that's that. He's a just incredibly unpopular individual. He's incredibly unlikable. For the most part, he's been incompetent on a level I don't think anybody's ever seen in that office. Uh, He's just an overall bad person. Okay, say whatever you want about past presidents we've had, and we've had some who were both political failures like George W. Bush and Jimmy Carter. Sure. Um, Or you've had personal failures like Bill Clinton, who couldn't quite control himself when he should have. But these men had other qualities that made them, if not always acceptable to everyone, at least there was an understanding that they cared about that office. And they were trying. Uh, There was decency. There was compassion. There was political acumen and skills. There was likability. There was intellect. There was competence. Trump has none of these qualities. He's not even a good husband or a good father. Um, He's just garbage. And, you know, I know getting him out of there is not going to be an easy thing. It may come to pass where he stays in through 2020, although I I think his chances of re-election now, especially given where his poll ratings are going, that's looking like a very difficult goal to reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he may just live on through 2020, but again, to his supporters, I don't know what to tell you. This is what you're living with. This is what you chose, and this is on you. Yeah, and um, and, and you know, most of those other that, events that we mentioned, you know, had something to do with the women's march too. I mean, it wasn't um, just uh, uh, women's issues. I don't think that brought them out you know whereas as maybe that's what started a lot of a lot of the idea i think there was some of that that pushback from um the kind of misogyny that 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 trump was touting or dismissing with the locker room talk and the access hollywood tape but i think it you know it quickly became more than that and and you know i think that that was one of the really um, you know, things that kept the ball moving and why it ended up being, you know, the largest protest in American history, um, you know, was because of all these other things. Um, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the investigation that the intelligence community um, had released earlier in January, um, just the fact that you were, you know, basically having what most people had considered, you know, a decent human being, you know, uh, Barack Obama leaving office and then you, you know, what you followed him with. I think was a little bit different, um, but still, yeah. I mean, that was a pretty big one. Um, and then, you know, a week later, less than a week later, six days later, he signed that executive order 
um, which just basically validated everything that I think that happened the you know the week prior. Um, you know, so it it it, it was definitely a, a interesting start to a year that was going to get even more interesting. Um, and you know, uh, the you know the whole Dylan Roof thing. I mean, there was also one of the things that didn't make our list was that um, you know that Facebook attack that happened in early January. Um, you know, it was just kind of the beginning of a strange year. Um, and, 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 you know, and having Obama leave, um, you know, what I think was, you know, uh, and, and replacing it with, uh, Trump was a big shock to people too. I don't know how much, you know, it would have been different if you would have had an incumbent Republican then seeding way to Trump. Um, I just think it kind of gave I, a different feeling. I can almost tell you if it had been somebody, John Kasich, Marco Rubio, or even Ted Cruz, who, Whose personality, shall we say, can be abrasive, but he's an he's a smart guy. I'll give him that. But I, there would not have been there simply would not have been this kind of reaction. Yeah, Democrats wouldn't have been too happy, or progressives who didn't support any of these men. But there would have been a willingness to say, okay, he's the president, and especially if he'd won by a, a solid majority, unlike Trump, who barely won the electoral college, and plus the popular vote by one of the biggest margins in history, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I am. I'll, I'll correct myself on that. But there would not have, there would have been some grumbling, but I think there would have been far more willingness on the part of, of a lot of Americans to say, he wasn't my guy, but okay, he's the president, and I'm going to give him a chance to succeed. But there's no goodwill for Donald Trump because he has done nothing to foster it. Right. Absolutely Nothing. nothing. Okay, so let's go to um, February because the Donald Trump news um, around, uh, you know, as well as other things, happens to pop up. Um, let's go into February, if you would, Karen, on our picks for February. All right. Well, we had the third where Trump signs an executive order to review and eventually scale back Dodd-Frank Wall Street reform and the Consumer Protection Act, which were put in place after the worst recession that started in 2008, after the Great Depression. You had on the 12th nearly 200,000 people being evacuated, <clears throat> sorry folks, sorry John, around Oroville, California, because the emergency spillway failed there. And Oroville Dam is a huge mm -hmm. uh, structure, so right. this was a scary time for people in that area. You had on Valentine's Day, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, <laughs> talking about a love match. That's uh, right, love fest uh, on the 14th. You had Trump's election campaign aides and other associations, associates uh, it being discovered that they had repeated contacts with Russian intelligence officials in a year before the election. Rather an odd thing for a huh. campaign to be doing. I think most people would agree. The 23rd, the police forcibly evict all remaining North Dakota Access Pipeline protesters and 33 people were elected. That's the project, of course, which is going to go through but is in not popular, particularly in the playing states other than with maybe some governors who see dollar signs. But right. um, unless the polling has changed, there were a lot of people uh, who were, you know, in the plain states who were kind of iffy on this because it, it, it's going to sit over one of the major aquifers right. in the United States, for starters, uh, just never mind some of the other concerns. But it was, I mean, definitely interesting to see people coming out there in the dead of winter to protest. Again, yep. uh, it, it just goes to show that, you know, Americans, the idea of Americans is just being passive all the time. No, I think we've seen writ large that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So that was, uh, you know, uh, an interesting, you know, and perhaps upsetting event to some for the end of, uh, of, of February. 
and I go ahead. No, no, please continue. Well, I, I mean, I can't. I just think Trump's the second, well, the start of the first full month for his presidency uh, to just again was not a particular success, and you know, especially to gut or you know, or scale back, I think would be more fair to say two reforms that many people, even a lot of conservative economists, argued were needed. After the economic crash of 2008, just you know, extremely short-sighted and, and foolhardy, um, and, and frankly, maybe you saw some some good justifications for it for Trump to do this. I've never read any. So, because if it was just getting Dodd Frank up and running, was pretty miraculous in itself, and that goes for the Consumer Protection Act as well. Um, it, both can argue, you know, you can argue both were flawed. Because they were, but still, they were some needed and necessary reforms to make sure that this – I mean, you can't prevent, obviously, another major recession. But at least if there's some safeguards in place, perhaps it can blunt the damage of them. Yeah, you and know, I mean, it's it the same – It foolhardy thing, which you suspect he did mainly just because it was something that really took – you know, started out when Obama was president. It just seemed like, again, another childish fit of peak. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that one to me also sticks out more than any other. And, you know, the biggest surrounding that and why I want to mention it now is because I think we've kind of, you know, cut it out of the some of the rest of the highlights that we have throughout the year because there was so much other news going on. And, you know, what the EPA did and what some of the other um, uh, you know, federal bureaucracies um, did as far as paring back regulation um, you know, kind of got lost in our list because there's so many other things happening. But this is really indicative of that idea. And, you know, if we know that, you know, less than two weeks after he was inaugurated or around that time, um, the first thing he did, you know, instead of draining the swamp, he went back and put moneyed interest, the bank interests who didn't like <laughs> this to begin with, the first thing he did is give them carte blanche to do whatever they wanted. And yes, it does at times allow them to have greater profit margins, which if you're a capitalist, that's a great idea. Um, but at the same time, it allows you to um, be, you know, put up even on a higher plateau for your eventual fall. Um, because as we know, financial institutions, you know, borrow and deal on, um, on, on speculation. And sometimes you can extend yourself. I mean, we know the big short, right? I mean, it's the same basic idea. Um, and you're basically allowing yourselves to not have that kind of background. And it wasn't just, you know, uh, the consumer protections, which, you know, people can say, well, you know, buyer beware. Um, but it also really, uh, you know, they put up a hard break between um, people who take your money and keep it in safe for you and people who can take risks with your money and exceedingly dangerous risks. And that's really where it was. And I think it's indicative of what happened over the year. Um, it happened, you know, time and time again, um, that regulations were pared back and not necessarily for the good of his voters, of our voters, but Trump did it because it was for the, you know, for the good of money and interest and people who had money or own companies. And they wanted to be able to act, um, you know, unfettered by federal regulation. And, you know, that's a good soundbite and it really stirs up the base. But as we know, um, if you don't, if we didn't have, you know, FDIC, um, you know, that causes problems because you're not insuring uh, money. And that's what caused the first Great Depression 
Um, and so it can happen again. And so there's things that we do as a government, and I say we do because the government is run by people just like me, um, and, and, it's, and its power is in its citizenry. And when we give that away and just say, well, you can run everywhere you want, and if it goes bad, well, then you better deal with it on your own, or you should have had your own uh, nest egg. You know, we know that that just doesn't work, and it's not good for our economy as a whole. So that, to me, is why it stuck out. Another thing I forgot to mention in February, at the end of the month, mm. we had, of course, the Academy Awards and the uh, big dramatic upset of the night when the wrong picture winner was named. Oh, that's right. It was, at first, was by Faye Dunaway and and, uh, and uh, uh, Warren Beatty. Right. When they said La La Land, uh, very enjoyable music, that uh, musical that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling right, did. Right, right. was the best picture. Well, it wasn't. When the winners came up, they said, actually, we're not getting around. Moon, Moonlight is the best picture. And it was just one of these huge, funny upsets, of, you know, embarrassing for some in the Oscars. Although, you know, Lala Lang did very well. It won a bunch, bunch of Oscars. It won Best Actress for Emma Stone, Best Director for Damien Chazelle, uh, and it had many nominations otherwise. But Moonlight, of course, won Best Supporting Actor, Maharaj Ali, if I pronounced his name wrong, forgive me. Uh, and um, then you had a, a you know, he, Ali, of course, is a person of color and also Muslim. So for him to win this, uh, I, I think, was, you know, on the list of some firsts. And uh, also Viola Davis won for Best Supporting Actress for Fences. Uh, we had J.C. Affleck, and I think his name is important because of what we see developing in the rest of this year. Uh, one for Best Actor for Manchester by the Sea, Manchester by the Sea. Excuse me. Of course, Affleck has somewhat of a controversial background. He's been accused of sexual harassment. Um, so that was sort of a strange, if you ask me, foreshadowing of what was going to happen in the entertainment community. But, uh, you know, an interesting Academy Awards show for those who watched it. Um, and uh, just, uh, you just never know what can happen. <laughs> it's It's... Yep. It's always a fun show to watch. I know it's old school, but that's why I like it, uh, because it does reward legitimate talent at times, and also just because sometimes crazy things can happen. Yep, and, so uh, you know, February. yeah, and, I, and I, I don't remember whether it was this year or not, but it just kind of reminded me also of the Hild, uh you know, you know, Steve Harvey did the same thing with the uh, Miss America pageant, <laughs> um, yeah. but, you know, and, it... And it it, it it's happened more often than usual, and I don't know whether there's just too much drinking going on backstage at these events. <laughs> I, you know, who knows what really happened? I've never really read or seen uh, any real explanation. Obviously, just it seems like an accident. It yeah, was, and, and I and, and I did forget that Casey Affleck. I did forget that Casey Affleck got his scarlet letter too, and uh, so well, right. And, and so, you know, and, and Catholic is a gifted actor, but clearly there are, you know, some personal issues with him that he's frankly never explained very well. And so, so Scarlet you know, Letter for Casey Affleck, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll send him to his cottage at the end of town, never to be discussed again. Um, yeah. March. Yeah. Um, I'll start with March. How about that? Um, March, March 18, rock and roll pioneer Chuck Berry died. At the age of ninety, good good life. But again, he has his scarlet letter. Um, you know, if we really want to be honest about it. Yes, he did. Um, and, but you know, yeah, again, continue. Um, you know, but uh, whatever. Uh, March twentieth, uh, United States House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence held hearing 
about Russian interference in the 2016 election and confirmed there's an ongoing investigation into ties between Trump and Russia. Then March 27th, these things came really quick at the end of March. March 27th, President Trump calls to investigate any ties with Hillary Clinton and Russia because, of course, if if you you know it's like. Uh, Hey, you're ugly. No, you are. There you go. There's President Trump's <laughs> politics. Um, March 28th, President Trump signs the in- Energy Independence Executive Order intended to boost coal and other fossil fuel production by rolling back again uh, Obama-era policies on climate change. And then on March 30th, really, within like one week, a week and a half, um, Michael Flynn, who had been fired in uh, February, I think it was, now, by the end of March, he was offering to testify before Congress in exchange for immunity, which no one gave him. Um, and we know that in the past, you know, uh, because of the months that, that then passed, that he didn't get immunity from Congress. And now he's been indicted by the special prosecutor. A pretty crazy yep. March. Um, I guess we won't do ch- rock and roll ch- pioneer Chuck Berry dying because he has his scarlet letter. But, no. well, which is the other one that you think is... Um, uh, you know, kind of our, 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 our topic to speak about. Well, I think there's no question between the, the House committee holding hearings on what Russia was doing during mm-hmm. 2016 election and the fact that, again, there, there's a lot of, hell of a lot of smoke here, isn't there? But there's oh, obviously yeah. some pretty serious ties between the people are in, in Trump's campaign and and Russia. Uh, Jeff Sessions, we had when he was doing his confirmation hearing, flat out lied that he'd never had any contacts with any Russians. Well, we all know he did. <laughs> and during the, the RNC convention in Cleveland. Um, and I'm sorry, if, if a Democratic candidate for attorney general had done the same thing in a Republican dominated Congress, there's no way he or she would ever have gotten through, nor should they have for lying. And the fact that Jeff Sessions is still there, to me, is just an abomination. He is tainted beyond belief and should not be in the role. But, of course, there's also this sort of bizarre subtext in that if he leaves, that gives Trump more room to fire Robert Mueller. So I suppose someone could argue that Sessions is actually doing an honorable thing by sticking around because you really get the sense he doesn't want to do that. And you know, fire Mueller. So again, there's just, there's so many sordid, bizarre, odd elements around these people. I, I, I can't, I cannot recall an administration this scandal ridden in my lifetime ever. Um, so I, I think there's no question. And of course with Michael Flynn, again, that he's offering immunity to testify. Is this somebody who's innocent? Right. Does that sound like that to you? Sure as hell doesn't to me. Uh, so that just also was a huge red flag. And of course, Trump had dismissed him in February after it finally came to light about what he may or may not have been doing with the Russian government. Um, so, you know, again, this idea that if Trump supporters or anybody in his cabinet thought that this was all going to fade just because he was installed as the president, they were seriously kidding themselves. Oh, yeah. And I knew from the beginning, as I think a lot of people did, this isn't going away because Again, I've said to Trump supporters and others who, who tend to want to give him the benefit of the doubt, why doesn't he simply come out and explain all of this to the American people? He's yet to do this because he can't. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's, 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 you know, there's the several arguments there that either 
he's such a narcissist that he can't admit that someone else gave him some help and that he probably wouldn't have won on his own. Um, either that or he's guilty um, because there's obviously more connection between a foreign government and a presidential campaign than ever happened in the history of the United States. And so it has to be explained. And we know that there's been, um, with the rise of social, me- uh, social media, which I'm, again, I'm going to try to make that's the last time that I refer to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any of those <laughs> as social media. They're sh- they are social networking um, people. So yes. get out of the media. They have told you that they're media, so you believe them. They are not true. Anyway, um, with the rise of social networking, we know that Obama ran it to the White House, and it was um, restricted to those people that, that it needed to be. You asked people, there wasn't really any ads. It was just a way that people, Twitter blew up at the same time that Obama was running for president. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it, 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 it just happened that way. It was thought of a ways to manipulate after that. So we had a situation in this election where, as we know, there was ads, there was false news, there was, um, you know, allegations made all over social networking um, platforms that did not um, uh, reflect the truth and they were made to manipulate people. We know that there was Black Lives Matter stuff that really wasn't run by Black Lives Matter people that were done by, by Russian trolls. Um, it's just a way for us to separate the electorate. And, it's, and, and as far as I'm concerned, it's ongoing. Um, it's just trying to separate everyone into their own little fringe groups. Now, everybody, I mean, because you know, you know, we've known each other for 15 years. You know, the way I see the world is that anyone who can walk and talk is a human being. And it doesn't matter what color or shape of your face, how fat you are, how tall you are, how skinny you are, you're a human being and you are an equal. And that also means men and women. And I don't think, you know, today, I think what everyone is trying to do, what this, you know, you want to talk about deep state or these people that are serving to separate human beings from each other into their fringe groups is continuing. And, you know, that Russian interference is part of it. It's it's a way that, that people have been able to, to, to throw each other in, in social networking platforms. You go into these echo chambers where you only hear what you want to hear and you surround yourself with people that you want to. And it's able to, you know, keep these little groups together. Um, so to me, um, you know, I, I, I think that we knew that the House Permanent Selecting Committee on Intelligence was starting to hold hearings, that we knew something else was behind it. And more people knew what was really going on, because then in March, we didn't really know about all of the work that had gone on on social networking sites. All the trolls, all the bots, all the ways that that things are able to move up, and we know that a lot of this, these these untrue media reports, which some people will call fake news, were able to move up to the top of Twitter. Um, they move up all over the place um, because of algorithms. And if you have people that are bots or trolls with hundreds of accounts that are manipulating them, they're going to come up to the top. They're going to show in everybody's feed, and that's what they did. Um, and and. It's it's just a problem, you know. Just to get off my soapbox, my my last little bit on on this soapbox here is, you know, we have to do something. There has to be a, um, you know, somebody from Facebook, the former VP guy, said, you know, we're really manipulating people, and they knew it. And there has to be a change in the way either we see this or the way that we consume our social networking. 
it, couldn't it, agree with you more. Um, other thing I just I want to mention from March, it's interesting that Trump, you know, signs this ridiculous executive order that's that's just going to boost older energy uh, supplies that where most <laughs> of the world, you know, the first world and the developed world is moving in the other direction. Oh yeah. At this at the same time though, it was interesting that SpaceX, you know, did a reflight of an orbital rocket and are moving into reusing these rockets, therefore cutting oh, down right, yeah. on energy use and everything else. So it, it's it's fascinating now that, it, because in the past you've had it where the, the government has been more of the progressive force in terms of energy development, and private sector has been more reluctant to do that. Now you're seeing various private sector companies like SpaceX say, look, we want to go into renewable space travel. That's interesting to us. That's important. So we'll, you know, it could. One can only hope that companies like SpaceX end up being a better influence on the current occupants of. Uh, yeah. Well, we can talk. I mean, government. I think I think Elon Musk could be his own special podcast. Let's go into April. Okay, April. <laughs> All right, that's me. Yeah. Uh, that's so you. on April sixth, the U.S. directly attacks the Syrian government for the first time since that country's civil war began about five years ago. Um, April 9th, David Dow, who is a, an Asian-American physician, was physically assaulted and dragged off the United Airlines flight from Chicago to Louisville. <laughs> of course, that was a video seen around the world, oh, yeah. and it was just incredibly shocking. Um, again, you know, in, in an age now where we're almost so jaded by a lot of these videos, that one, I think, it just, it, and I hate to use this word, but it triggered a major reaction. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so April 15th. You had hundreds of uh, Trump supporters clashing with anti-Trump protesters in Berkeley, California, and this continues to to be part of the entire campus free speech debate. Uh, there were also protests in cities across the country, and notably at the quote-unquote Winter Whiteout, known as Mar-a-Lago, yeah. with hundreds of thousands of demonstra- people demonstrating that Trump releases tax returns. So again. A lot of protests still happening three months in, in a time, you know, normally when most people have calmed down. The honeymoon. It shows no hun- not happening here. He had no honeymoon. So, uh, I'm sorry, April 17th, uh, a State Department official is warning if North Korea tries to mount another nuclear test, there's going to be a significant international response. Not sure we saw that come to Yeah, that. they did have another they- one, didn't they? Right. Um, and then we had, in April 19th, Bill O'Reilly, the longtime Fox News anchor, who's written, I don't know how many books with the word killing in it. Uh, <laughs> killing <laughs> O'Reilly, April 19th. Well, yeah. Uh, well, his career. He should have had one called Killing O'Reilly's Career, <laughs> because Fox News, after decades of sexual harassment accusations, I, I should say at least a decade or two, let me refine that. We had one dating back to 2003, 2004. Uh, and that was the start of it, uh, where they settled for twenty to thirty million dollars uh, with his accusers. He's finally fired from there, and his career. I don't really think has recovered, and I'm not sure it will. So that was April, uh, another month where just the both. Well, really, unfortunately, that was a month where it seemed like nothing really good happened. Uh, I think for me, I mean, certainly the U.S. getting more involved in the Syrian civil war. Which, you know, is, I'd say, really, for the modern era, is maybe the most complicated foreign policy uh-huh. situation. Uh, because, frankly, there really are not any good actors in that at all. 
Nope. But sadly, though, the people themselves have been suffering just to an incredible amount. And it's heartbreaking to see what they're going through. Um, but this is why the Obama administration, and I would say that was one of Barack Obama's bigger failures, was to not better handle that. Uh, although, again, any way it would have been handled probably would not have been happy ending. Anybody expects in this. And that's certainly going to be the case, especially with this administration. Um, so, and I'm not even sure what the attack did. Did it necessarily back us off? No, it didn't. Uh, you still have him involved. You have splinter groups. You have ISIS as a, as a problem. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm just not sure what that achieved. Uh, but I, I think almost for a lot of people, April was the month of, of seeing this man dragged off a plane which there was something so unsettling about that. Oh yeah. It was like the hand of um, big brother reaching down. Like to me, it, 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 it was as disturbing as having, um, you know, watching a prisoner being beaten in a cell Um, because he was trapped on an airplane too. And he was a paying customer to go on an airplane and he was beaten to be removed because they overbooked the flight. And and I, I guess that's another thing that, that really makes it, at least made it important to me or made it feel right to me, is that he was a consumer who had paid his money, the corporation had overbooked his flight, and then they beat him to get it off, of, you know, to get him off of it. And it, it was just odd. It was just, it, it really seemed like the uncaring hand of... Either, you know, I mean, I initially called it Big Brother, but it's something else because government stepped in and enforced this for this corporation, which it just, I don't know. It just, again, I agree with you. It was very kind of creepy. Um, well, and I'll, yeah, and I'll just say this. And I, I, when this happened, I was talking to somebody at the gym. And I, and I, I'm sorry, I, I bring it back to Trump because when you have somebody at the helm of your government, who is so uncouth and, and so indecent, frankly, that starts giving the rest of the society license to act in a similar manner. And I, I also I also have to say there is the element, frankly, of police brutality in the sense that, you know, there's just we see, we've seen how many cases now of, of officers. And again, I have stressed this a million times. They do not reflect the 99 percent of right. the good and decent right. men and women who are putting their lives on the line every right. day right. In, in their communities. But for that small percentage that simply do not respect the law themselves, they feel they have a license to act and do this. Now, you know, could Mr. Dow maybe perhaps try to handle this a little more calmly in the beginning? Sure. sure. Yeah. But there was no excuse for what United Airlines allowed to happen. And it really, I mean, they, they suffered some major major public relations damage with that as, as you know, the company deserved, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever want to fly on another United airlines uh, plane again. So it's, I just, there's, there's just an issue now of, of, of corporate policy and how it has to respond when you do have consumers sometimes who, you know, they're not interested in necessarily causing any kind of mayhem, but something has happened to them and they don't feel they're being fairly treated. If, exactly. if the company isn't even willing to say, hey, let's meet you halfway, you know, yes, we overbooked the flight. We're so sorry. You know, what you can, if, what you, we can let you stay on the flight. And, hey, we're going to give you a $500 voucher to go anywhere you want. 
they could have done something to calm this man down. They did nothing. So I, I just uh, that was that was I think a truly shocking moment uh, in, for the airline industry and just in, in general for society. Yeah, I have and to let's agree hope with you. The United Airlines has learned from it. I certainly hope. I have to agree with you completely. And it was it was it was one of those things. But you know, I think coming in in close second, really though, as far as um, you know, long term implications. I think where those were both the protesters. Demanding uh, Trump releases tax returns, which he didn't do, and then now we know that their tax reform is passed. Um, you know, a, a good eight months later, and we don't know how it impacted him. Um, we don't know how much of a bump he's getting. Um, that's that. I think that one, and then the other thing that comes in a you know t- you know there's two A, and then now two B um, is the hollowness of U.S. foreign policy um, when you keep. Um, saying that you're going to demand and threaten in order for to get people to do things, which Trump has always said. Well, what happens if they don't cave? That's what leads you closer to having a war that you can't avoid, um, just because you said it. And it's almost like everything else. Trump doesn't want to admit that that there was any kind of collusion with Russia, so he keeps escalating instead of just getting it out there and letting the chips fall where they may. If they helped him, then he has to leave. Um, if it didn't, then he can clear his name properly instead of just denying and acting like, I don't see it, I don't see it, I don't see it, so it's not real. Um, and then, you know, the same thing happens with... Another example of just what a, you know, what a child he is. Yeah, just but the same thing, adult. you know, but then when you have, you know, saying a significant international response if North Korea were to mount another nuclear test and they just keep having nuclear test after nuclear test, well, then what are you going to do? And now they say, oh, now we got to bloody their nose, which was something that came out a few weeks ago. Well, you know, hey, every when I was a kid, which I think is where I am emotionally compared to our president today, um, if I got punched in the nose and it got bloody, I was throwing fists back. Um, you know, that's usually what happens, right? Well, when you're playing nuclear fists, um, that's dangerous. So um, those two things really kind of stand out to me is, at the time, they're kind of footnotes. Um, where they might be down the uh, road, even even continuing down the road, um, kind of scare me. Um, anyway, uh, here. let's jump to May. What do you say? I say May all the way. <laughs> all right, let's go to May, 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 May. Uh, May 9th, um, FBI Chief James Comey, remember him, is fired by hey, Trump. <laughs> he's fired by I forget what his Twitter handle is or else I'd say it on his social networking page um, he, uh, anyway Comey's fired by Trump um, for mishandling the Hillary Clinton email controversy um, May 16th um, Trump is accused of asking Comey to drop an inquiry into links between Michael Flynn and Russia and saying that and then admitting that's why he did it um, to um, God, Lester Holt I believe um, uh, also on May 16th, um, Turkey's police counterattack team attack a crowd of protesters at the Turkey's, uh, at the Turkish ambassador's residence in Washington, D.C., which was really a weird thing, um, to see, um, a, 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 a Turkish counterattack team operating on the streets of Washington, D.C. Um, May 17th. Um, Chelsea Manning free was freed after serving seven years of her 35-year sentence. Um, and, uh, of course, May had to end on a horrible note 
um, and, and as indication of what was going to come later in the year, um, an anti-Muslim stabbing uh, attack on May 26 aboard a Portland, Oregon commuter train killed two people and injured a third. Yeah. What do you think, Karen? Where do you want to start on this? On this well, there's wonderful question. Month? I mean, the firing of Comedy was the event for not only May, but certainly one of the top five of the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, not only because, I mean, Trump, first of all, why? He claimed that, you know, it was because, oh, he, he treated Porsche. Oh, he quit and show unfair. <laughs> Sorry for the bad voice. Please, like Trump gives to hoots and hell about Hillary Clinton. It's obvious he didn't uh, and doesn't uh, and still continues to attack her out of some bizarre, I don't know what it is, some jealousy or psychosexual issue with this man. I don't know. He really needs to get some counseling. Um, <laughs> and if you wait. So he, he basically contradicted himself as to why he let Comey go. And then, you know, if you saw the interview with Lester Holt on NBC, calls him a grandstander. I thought, are you effing kidding me? You're calling him a grandstander? Talk about com complete and utter separation from reality. Um, nobody would ever accuse Comey of having handled this entire matter perfectly from start to finish because he didn't. Correct. But, I, you know, in general, I think Comey's reputation is still solid. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he must have known by releasing a letter last year about Hillary Clinton although his hand was somewhat forced by Republicans in Congress. But never mind. He decided to inform them of it, and then the ball started rolling, which, again, he had no choice but to, to do that. But, you know, we all know that that probably cost her a good – Nate Silver says 2 to 3 percent of her voter support, the one that wasn't thrilled with her anyway but was going to, to go ahead and say yes, but then decided, okay, I can't. I suspect it was even more than that. So, you know, for, and again, this helped Donald Trump, quote unquote, win. Why on earth he'd want to somehow punish Comey for this? Again, complete and utter bullshit. Uh, and so this, this just, and of course, the funny thing is, I do, I, 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 you just got to wonder who's advising Trump because they're profoundly stupid. And I think it's been we all Steve. Know what that led to. It led to Bob Mueller. So again, and, bad, and isn't bad it Steve strategy. Bannon that, that, that has said that, um, it was Jared Kushner, and that it was the worst piece of political advice ever given. Um, oh, to... that's right. Yes, the son-in-law. How could we forget I mean, th at least that's what Bannon says. I mean, but for as much as I trust Steve Bannon, which I wouldn't trust him to hold a nickel, um, <laughs> while, I, while I went in and deposited a million dollars, um, I wouldn't trust him to hold my nickel. Um, but, you know, if, if, if that's the case... That it was Kushner, it's it, it is incredible that he would keep him there. But I think the thing that's that's that that still gets lost now because he admitted a week later to Lester Holt that he fired Comey because of 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 the Russia thing. Um, but that he really did try, like you mentioned in the beginning, that he really did try to tell people in the beginning that it was because of what he did to Hillary Clinton. Like, he really, like, he literally tried to pull that off. And even he could only hold that in for one week before he just went, no, 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 it's Russia. And then that started this whole investigation. Because it wasn't just the firing of Comey. It was the fact that he came out later and admitted that it was, it was because of Russia that started the obstruction of justice process and why you needed to then have an, a, a special prosecutor. Yeah, I, I just, again, uh, just profound, boneheaded, arrogant stupidity on his part, which is you know, par for the course for him. 
I, I think you should mention Chelsea Manning, who in the beginning and, and through all of this with the entire WikiLeaks phenomenon, from Julian Assange, Snowden, and to Manning, I always had mixed emotions about, in the beginning especially, what they were doing. It's fine to expose true wrongdoing and corruption of governments. It's another to release the names of people in the intelligence community, people in the military who are doing very dangerous missions and putting their lives on the line for, you know, reasonable, you know, for understandable reasons. They're trying to find out where ISIS is. They're trying to find out suspected terrorist cells. You know, take issue with our foreign policy all you want. But I've always had problems with exposing those who are trying to do the right thing. Right. Um, and so I always had, you know, again, very mixed emotions about Manning. Um, I certainly feel to a certain, you know, that she was the default guy, uh, so to speak, for this. Uh, I think Melanie has learned her lesson, obviously. She did do prison time. I've yet to see anybody else doing any prison time for this. Um, you know, I think the decision was correct for her to be free now, and hopefully she learns her lesson and never touch anything like this again. Um so that, that to me was a, a very important development. I, and, of course, the sobbing attack in Portland uh, done by somebody who was a white supremacist. Um, hey. It was heartbreaking. It, but there were also incredible heroic deeds, including of one of the people who was killed trying to defend the others, I believe. He's a mili- he was military. Um, and um, so it was just incredibly painful that you this know, happened. It also it's... showed... The good and decency in so many human beings who put their lives on their you line know, to it, save the Muslims. Oh yeah, and um, you know, I mean, you know, the horrible part about 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 things that go on. You know, we talk about you know these mass shootings. We're going to get into them more, um, and 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 even even to you know the the largest uh, scandal of the year, the sexual harassment hubbub. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to hope that these things would go away, but as we've seen, they don't. Um, there are people that have issues, and for every every stable person that we have, every person that thinks something else, uh, you know, that 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 can conform with the general norms of society um, today, because obviously they change over time. Um, but the, those that people that do, there are you know aberrations in society, and you know that's I think the hardest part about I think being a human being I think these days is when you can see things and you can understand the way society's going, and you can't seem to wrap your head around people who um, don't conform to those um, things. Which you know, you you know I I put murder and everything else that just doesn't conform to those things because that's you know a generally accepted way. You want to go back a thousand years ago, you could probably just kill people if you disagreed with them. It was just accepted that it was fine. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as you still can't get rid of all of that. And unfortunately, that's, I think it's just the world we live in. Um, in utopia, it would be, it would be a very, you know, boring place to be. And the last thing I want to say, I know we got to move on, you know, we should move on to June, but, um, uh, with Chelsea Manning and some of these other folks, it makes me and Snowden and some of these others, um, you, you would think that at some point in time, they wouldn't have passed their security clearance, <laughs> and and sure. and and uh, you know I I'm not saying good or bad because I don't know, but nowadays um, you know if you have you know with with uh, Chelsea Manning which I can't even really remember the 
um, the uh, the first name um, of Manning before Bradley, I became Bradley, yeah, before Bradley right? Um, you know, you would think that someone who was having gender issues at some point that would come up, um, and I know that they wouldn't deal with that. Maybe maybe that doesn't deal with um, a, a a a a a security clearance background, and maybe it shouldn't. But you would say that they could have change of hearts or maybe they wouldn't be seeing things. I mean, I wouldn't say that you would have to take anybody's um, clearance away because I would say, well, you know, most secrets to me are kind of silly to begin with. Um, You know, I don't believe in all this secrecy and all the rest of it, especially when you got nuclear weapons. What the hell do you have to worry about? Um, You don't have to worry really about a ground based war because no one's going to be that stupid. Um, you know, and it allows us to move forward as a society, but you know, that's besides the point, but you know, taking yourself into someone else's point of view, um, where someone would think that way, why those people would approve, um, folks who, who clearly seem like they could have a, um, the ability to kind of take their, their, um, devotion or their sworn uh, allegiance and change it. Um, same thing with reality winner, which I don't think is in this. Um, I was reading something in the intercept this morning about her interrogation at her home. So she's kind of top of mind to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we've yet to see what really develops from that. Uh, I just haven't seen a year where we've had shocking th- developments. I, d- I just haven't seen a time in, in, in a, in a set number of years where we've had so many people, um, come out and, and actually they're the ones who are doing it. I mean, we know that the Pentagon Papers, which is, you know, back in the news again because of the movie, um, you know, these things did happen, but they weren't, they didn't seem like they were so close together um, as they are nowadays yeah. or, or whether they're I, just I, not so big. I just think you, again, from, from all the protests against the Trump administration, and we've seen this, we saw this starting with, to be fair, I suppose, the Tea Party movement, which in the beginning had some legitimate arguments about government spending, but we all know what happened with that along the way, to the Occupy movement, which which was, uh, I mean, it made some good points, but the entire organization of it was a mess, to just the growing, you had WikiLeaks, you had people like Snowden. Again, very mixed emotions on what they've been doing. But I think there's just this, and it coincides with the, the, the technology that is available now. But you just have a growing number of people who are very dissatisfied with what both the government and the private sector are doing, uh-huh. and they're 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 doing and they're they're taking action. Some of it not legal, and perhaps not particularly the best idea in the long run to alert the public about it. Um, one other quick thing I want to mention: if you watch the show Mr. Robot on USA Network, which is about this group of young kind of apolitical techies who basically cause a huge economic crash, all in the idea of toppling the system. Well, it doesn't quite work the way they thought it was going to. And it's a fascinating show to watch for that. So I just, I think all of this is this phenomenon of Americans speaking out. Although sometimes, again, doesn't quite get them them the results they're hoping for. Yeah. uh, But there are certainly lessons to be learned from it. You got to jump to June. It's your turn to do June. But the last thing I want to say is that I wish more millennials would know their history. Um, Because. Absolutely. um, It's a good group of kids. They're a good group. But they. They don't you know, know anything. Like they say, oh, it's the first time a woman a woman is uh, being you know you know trumpeted in a in a film. Well, you don't know anything about Ida Lupino and Betty Davis and 
plenty of other people. It's the, you know, it's the first, the first blah, blah, blah. No, no, you just don't know what happened 50 years ago. So pay attention. But I think, I think the kids are all right otherwise. I really do. Of course they are. But, you know, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So anyway, let's go to June. Amen. So June, uh, Donald Trump announces his intention to withdraw the U.S. from the Paris Agreement. That was the first. A week later, Comey testifies before the Senate Intelligence Committee about the conversations that we had with the president and whether the president pressured him to drop the investigation into Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor. That was one of the most watched uh, Senate hearings of its kind, I think, in history. Yeah, I felt like uh, I was back in the 90s again. Day, everybody was paying attention. Yeah, I felt like you I was back in the 90s again. <laughs> you had, on, of course, six days later on the 14th, you had Gosh. a terrible thing happen. Uh, a deranged man came and shot uh, at a House of Representatives baseball game. Steve Scalise and several of his aides were shot during the practice in Virginia. Uh, a, a cop killed this deranged individual. Um, so Scalise was hospitalized for some time. I mean, thank God nobody was killed, but there's no question it was just an absolutely frightening event. Uh, this was, by the way, a man who was some radical left-winger and, you know, trying to use violence to get change, which we all know doesn't work. Uh, that same day, uh, the new special counsel, Robert Mueller, it's announced that he's investigating Trump for possible obstruction of justice and whether he tried to end an inquiry into his fired national security advisor. Dun, dun, dun. Of started, you had a severe heat wave that uh, ground that uh, grounded 40 American Airlines planes and just caused a lot of misery starting and of course continued the climate change debate so that was June another month with just yeah. it, you know it was one of those months crazy, crazy events yeah it was one of those bad. it was one of those months that that was a summer month and a lot of times you know if it's not it's not, you know, national natural disaster related or, you know, a mass killing. Um, you know, it's kind of usually a slow month. June and July, you know, people are on vacation. You know, not much is end up, you know, usually ends up happening. Um, and I, you know, I think the same thing happened in June. Um, you know, Trump goes out early, announces intentions to withdraw the United States from the Paris Agreement. I mean, you know, it was one of those that's just like really. You know, and I think everyone else is saying the same thing. Now we're the only, you know, you know, government to not do it. And yes, it was largely symbolic, um, but it was for us be the way that the the United States had been on its path. But it was for the other countries because, as we know, that if you want to develop those other nations, it's best if they develop on more of a clean economy, so they don't have to go through the junk we did. And it, you know, it was just another, you know, poor example as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, that 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 Mueller then came on board and that whole thing that happened, and then Rosenstein and not knowing what was going on in sessions. I mean, it was a pretty crazy June compared to normal Junes, and it seems like that sort of thing happened um, in 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 this June. It was it was one of those times where everything coalesced. We talked. We had talked about what happened in January, what happened in April, um, then what happened in May, and then it all came together. We've been living basically within what happened in June and solidified the current climate and that we have a prosecutor. It's basically now stayed the same from June on. Um, we're not just living in this kind of lost world where we're tumbling. We're now waiting for what happens with Mueller. And I, I really think when that final report comes out, 
people are going to be surprised what we don't know right now. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, so, and again, this is why Trump's decision to fire James Comey was just incredibly stupid. And, you know, <laughs> done by somebody who doesn't have the maturity or the common sense to look at the long-term consequences. That's obvious. Yeah, and we had Trump mentioned... From the beginning. And, you know, we mentioned Kushner before as being to blame for this, but at the same time, we can't really blame anybody but Trump himself. Because even if that was Kushner's recommendation, he still took it. Yeah, he, this, look, this man has nobody but himself to blame for his entire lot in life. All right, and, and that's just it. Um, and it's interesting, I want to mention, at the beginning of June, when he announces his intentions to withdraw from the Paris Agreement, which again was done, I suspect, because it's something Barack Obama supported. <laughs> because we all know Trump is insanely jealous of Obama because Obama is the man he will never be. Uh, so again, this is a childish feat of peak to do something like this. Argue about the Paris climate and some of the drawbacks to it, and I agree that there are some, but it was still something going in the right direction for countries to have goals and at least try to reach them. But it was funny in his speech. He said, I was elected to represent Pittsburgh, not Paris. Pittsburgh went for Hillary Clinton by 80%. Right. He's so stupid, he doesn't even know he lost that city, among many others in this country, even in red states. And that Pittsburgh is leading the way. Down with the GLP. And that Pittsburgh is leading. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Pittsburgh is really leading the way into a, re, a new sort of economy that doesn't rely on coal that's, and steel manufacturing. It's not the steel days of the Flashdance era, even, if we remember that film. You're this is a, a, a city that's really innovative and, and doing a lot of interesting things. And still respecting its history as a, a, an important energy. You know, producer. that's something I haven't we seen. Should. That's something it's, I haven't it's seen. It's a very cosmopolitan place. That's oh, not, it is. It's, you know, it, it's just funny to me that he nobody bothered to tell him, you know, Mr. President, Pittsburgh isn't exactly the best example. Yeah, and you know what? You just you <laughs> you just made a tie for me that I hadn't thought of, and maybe we should do this as a special video presentation at some point. But I think we should do a Donald Trump montage set to Maniac for Flashdance. Um, I think that would be. I think Why that would not? be. I think that would be hilarious. He's a maniac. All right, um, we're, let, let's jump to July because uh, I guess they say from the frying pan into the fire. Um, July 9th, um, the first report that Donald Trump Jr., or we can just call him Little Donnie Jr., um, met with a Russian lawyer uh, and, and, and other people. Um, uh, but at first it was just a Russian lawyer, and then the information sort of, you know, kind of oozed out after that about the the damaging information they had on Hillary Clinton, like she likes to wear slippers at night or something. Um, July oh, no, twenty. 20- they were talking about adopting kids from Russia, don't uh, you? Uh, oh yeah, that's because right. Because that's really what they give a damn about. It had nothing to do with emails. Um, anyway, uh, July twenty first, um, White House press secretary. Sean Spicy Spicer resigned um, in protest at the appointment of the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci, who lasted, what, two weeks? Um, yeah. uh, anyway, um, no, he, it was less than two weeks. Um, July 24th, president, and then this was, this was one, um, how he sparked controversy after giving that politicized speech to the 35,000 Boy Scouts at the 2017 National Scout Jamboree. 
Oh, it was. It was absolutely loathsome. And, you know, we can get into that. You know, we can discuss about how loathsome if we want. Um, Then July 27th, um, where, as, you know, one of the biggest fails um, of you actually hold um, all three branches of government and you can't repeal Obamacare because you shouldn't. And we have to give credit here in Arizona, especially to John McCain, because he was the divisive, the decisive vote. Um, Obamacare re, uh, uh, repeal failed. It was voted down 51 to 49. Um, John McCain, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski vote against the bill. All three who then went the other way on the tax bill because they, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's besides the point. We can talk about that later. Um, July yeah. 28th, um, Reince Priebus. Um, so what is this? Uh, three weeks after uh, Spicy Spicer? Uh, no, yeah. just one week after Spicy Spicer. I mean, the end of July was big for Trump. Um, removed um, um, uh, Priebus with John Kelly. Uh, that ended our July. Woo! A big last week of July, boy. I, I mean, I, I'd have to say, obviously, to me, the biggest event really was the fact that the GOP couldn't repeal ACA. Oh, and yeah. it took three Republican senators who had enough common sense, and you could argue whether they do anymore, but, uh, you know, especially Collins and Murkowski, uh, to say no to this for legitimate reasons. And, of course, John McCain, God bless him, you know, that incredibly dramatic moment where he comes up on the floor thumb of the down. Senate and does the infamous squadiators thumbs down. <laughs> I just, I mean, that will be, I think, one of the great moments in modern politics. You see Mitch McConnell nearby just scowling with his arms folded, uh, it was just astonishing. And, of course, we know Senator McCain, is, this has not been a particularly good year for him, no. given his cancer diagnosis. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I do suspect the senator does not want in his legacy that he destroyed health insurance for millions of Americans in, in need, whatever his other flaws may have been. Um, so that was just an incredible thing. And I just want to say on a personal note, I have a cousin who is a breast cancer survivor who relies on ACA. And that night we were texting back and forth because she was just terrified right. at what was going to happen. Um, she's the mother of a, you know, of a teenage daughter. And again, thank God as, you know, five years out from breast cancer. Um, so, you know, this was personal for me in a way, John, even though I'm fortunate enough to be on private insurance, but you know, I know people who are on that plan and it saved their lives. Yep. And so we were just all taking a sigh of relief, although I, you know, and she knew that too. I said, don't kid yourself. They're going to try again. But it was obviously a nice, you know, McCain's gesture, I think, frankly, was also a middle finger, not only to McConnell, but certainly to Donald Trump. And who could blame him after the way Trump has slandered him? You know, John McCain, who's to me the greatest disappointment we've ever had as a presidential candidate, I have to be very honest. Well, he probably would have won uh, but, if he didn't have Palin. But you know, to have to to have questioned his record, his his military record. I mean, again, he has some flaws in that, but certainly his time as a POW, that is sacrosanct. That and and just it shows the kind of piece of garbage Donald Trump is. So you know, it was just a good night, and it was you know good for Collins and Murkowski for showing. Yeah, and I can't agree with you more. Well. I can't agree uh, with you more on how how it shows uh, Trump's character that he would attack John McCain. Um, Not for that. You know, there's a lot of things you can take issue with McCain on. That's for damn sure. But his time as a POW 
No. I like people that, who weren't captured, I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, you leave that alone, okay? I mean, he, so, he, yeah, was, just, he was unable to leave his, his plane. He crashed and landed so hard. And it had nothing to do with him. You know, it had nothing to do with him. Um, my, but the other thing I want to say about that, if I may, I'm sorry. And have... Also, there were tons of protests going on. People were flooding the congressional offices. Oh, yes. Calls. So, again, let's hear it for the American people who came out and forced said, leave a CA alone. Or we're going to remember next November. And they still are. So, you know, but it was it was just a good little moment. It had been in what had been in an otherwise... Yeah, so far, terrible year. Yeah, and I have um, to agree with you. I think that the, you know, obviously the, re, the the failure to repeal Obamacare was the biggest news event in July. Um, oh, something that we could talk about historically. Um, but however, I think, you know, right, right behind it has to somewhat be um, the naming of John Kelly as the White House Chief of Staff because mm-hmm. it has, yeah, it has changed what's going on there and it made a slide... Um, of epic proportions from Trump become a, a just a trip down a slightly sloped lane. Um, you know, it, it, it has stabilized things. I think he's been able to get rid of a lot of the nutbags. We know now that Omarosa has gone, some of these other people. He got rid of Scaramucci, um, which, you know, Trump was just steamrolling uh, previous at, at the end and he needed something else and i you know especially if he would have gotten rid of kelly right away after naming him when kelly clamped down um he knew somewhere along the line somebody had informed him that that would be literally political suicide and and you know and luckily i think there has been some of that there agree with kelly or not and i most of the time don't I don't necessarily, you know, just because he's a general, he doesn't get my undying respect out of nowhere because I'm a citizen. I'm not in the army. I don't have to. I can question my leaders in this country. Um, however, I do think that it changed the dynamic and it, it made Trump more palatable, especially to the folks in the GOP. Um, and it well, might have actually made this tax bill no, happen. There's still no use for this guy. But Kelly, I suppose, yes, he deserves credit for... And, you know, God only knows what he's told Trump face-to-face. Like, look, jerk off, you know, you need to stop now or you're done. But, uh, you know, who knows? But he has, I suppose, tampered some of Trump's more vile types of behavior. Uh, Although I I think Kelly, frankly, is a person, not exactly the nicest guy. Uh, You saw his dust-up with a congresswoman later in the year. Oh, yeah, that was horrendous. It was horrendous. The, uh, soldier's widow, which what a usual vulgarity and stupidity. So, you know, Kelly, I, you know, he's doing this for reasons that I don't think are the most noble. But I suppose if he can bring some sanity back to that White House, fine. Yeah, but it, he's no hero here. Yeah, um, he was the empty barrel calling the empty soda can. Empty. Correct. Um, um, you know, but, you know, but he beyond the point. To say to Scaramucci, get out and tell Omarosa, get lost. And, and Priebus, frankly, was just a, a hack. complete and utter washout as a chief of staff. You know, it was probably smart to get rid of him, too. Although in Priebus, we, his name may be popping up as this whole investigation rolls on, as we know he's been interviewed. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, Kelly, you know, the guy doesn't mess around. But again, are his efforts... It, really for the good i i don't think so but we'll see all right let's move to august and it is uh, is one well is it my turn sarah huckabee who uh came onto this job 
confirms in her daily briefings that two supposed phone calls to Donald Trump never actually took place. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. From the Boy Scouts who claimed Trump had praised him for the best speech ever delivered in the organization's 100-year history. Forgive me for laughing. We all know that that's a load of horse crap. (laughs) Uh, the second from Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto, who claimed Trump had complimented him on border control efforts. Highly doubtful Peña Nieto would ever say such a thing. It's pretty obvious the Mexican president is not fond of his American counterpart. That's right. Um, that's, that's, you know, pretty, pretty obvious. And, of course, Mexico has an election uh, next year, so we'll see who succeeds uh, Peña Nieto. Um, then on August 3rd, you had the special counsel investigating claims of Russian meddling in the U.S., began a grand jury. Oh, it's a turning point in these things. Uh, August August 4th, we have the infamous, despicable Pharma bro, Pharma Mark Shirley, found guilty in federal court on three counts of fraud related to two hedge funds he ran, MSNB Capital and MSNB Healthcare. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Couldn't have a uh, scummier guy. On a, on a far more ominous note, on the 12th of August, of Oof. course, we have this Unite the Right rally with a bunch of people who have apparently no life other than holding tiki torches. Uh, all white, you know, white nationalist neo-Nazi and neo-Nazi or neo-Confederate groups protesting the removal of the Robert E. Lee sculpture and other Confederate monuments and memorials from public spaces. This was held in Charlottesville, Virginia. It became a horrible, violent uh, event, and of course, culminating in the death of 32-year-old Heather Heyer when a Creep ran her down. He punched and he plowed his car to a group of people. Uh, two other sad notes here. Two Virginia State Police troopers are killed when their surveillance helicopter crashed. Uh, then Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe declared a state of emergency. It was just a truly horrible day for this country. Uh-huh. Uh, a woman lost her life. Two men, you know, doing their job, lost their lives. Hundreds of people were injured. And it just showed, sadly, that there's this horrible group of individuals in our country who are not Americans, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, first off, I mean, it was kind of laughable seeing them with their IKEA tiki torches. I thought, dudes, you don't even have a clue on how to do this. Not that I want them doing it at all, right? But they just looked ridiculous. And then, of course, it became horrendously violent. Uh-huh. So I, I, it definitely was one of the worst moments for our country I agree. in the year. Um, but it did, I mean, I suppose if anything good came out of it, it exposes these people for the scum that they are. And, uh, you know, there have been people arrested, they're being sued. So, again, I think it finally woke up enough Americans to realize we have a really sick group of people in this country who think, because Donald Trump is the president, that they're going to be able to get away with all this. And again... They're not, and they shouldn't be able to. But, yeah, just a, a heartbreaking, terrible day. Not helped, of course, by Trump defending some of them as very fine people. Just yet another, just when you think he can't get any lower, somehow he manages to. So. And then, you know, it was very interesting uh, that, that, that then six days later, the man who we thought was really kind of pushing a lot of this nationalist fervor in the Trump presidency, Steve Bannon was fired. Yes. And, and, and he, continue. and yeah, he I'm says, no, that's fine. One just broke my heart. Uh, Steve Bannon was fired from his positions as white house chief strategist and senior counselor. 
Later, he says, the Trump presidency we fought for and run is over. We still have this huge moment, and there will be good days and bad days, but that presidency is over. Doesn't sound like the loyalist, most loyal former employee to me, uh, I think. Now, this was a wonderful moment for our country. Of course, we had on the 21st a total solar eclipse, uh, the first of the 21st century. In the U.S., it was visible. It was the first visible since February 26, 1979, almost 40 years ago. First to span the entire continental U.S. since June 18, 1918. It occurred along a path curving from Oregon all the way to South Carolina. It lasted for two minutes and 40.2 seconds. Um, the, the location and time of the greatest eclipse was in Christian County, Kentucky. Uh, latitude and longitude here, uh, 36.9715 degrees north and 87.6559 degrees west occurring at, that would be 6.25 p.m. UTC, if I got that right. So I don't know about you, John, but, of course, I was watching it with my neighbors across the street. I remember the day we, well. He had it set up uh, to show the eclipse, and it was this moment when the sky darkened here. It was eerie, and it was beautiful. And, I, you know, for the country, we desperately needed this. We needed this moment of people just being able to take their minds off what had been a hard, you know, had been so far a horrible year, uh, and enjoy something cosmic, something beautiful, something that that, that 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 enriches people and and shows us our place in the universe. And it was just an extraordinarily good thing. And I, you know, I know that you're, maybe your son too. Millions of school children got to participate in this and this and learn about astronomy. So, well, you know, a in, highlight, a highlight of the year. Yeah, but in, sure. in an indication of what's become our nanny state in the United States, which I, you know, <laughs> I love a lot of things about this country. And obviously we can criticize because that's what, you know, part of the freedoms that we have. But um, everyone um, in sixth grade and under at my son's school was not allowed to even go outside during the eclipse. Because yeah, they were afraid that they would be the ones liable if any of the kids stared up at the sun. Um, that's true. That's and, true. And, and you know, that, it's you know, uh, it, it is what it is. But you know, I guess the older kids were able to go out, so I guess you just have to wait till you're old. Um, uh, this is true. The, you know, uh, the one, one thing at the end of the month. I'm sorry. And no, I, go ahead. I, forgive me. I'm not doing this correctly. Sorry, listeners. No, sorry, Karen, you're in trouble. Um, <laughs> on, on August 25th, though, some bad news in terms of uh, Mother Nature, Hurricane Harvey showed up, Category 4 tropical flight, cyclone. It made landfall in Texas, the worst to strike the Lone Star State in 12 years. We all know the terrible damage it did in Houston, uh, flooding a good part of the city. But we saw so many great people from all walks of life in that city gather together, trying to help one another uh, and, and help animals. Um, so, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a, 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 a disturbing reminder of the force of mother nature, of course, again, brings up the climate change debate, but it was certainly heartening to see so many Americans give their time and efforts and money to helping those. Yeah. And, and affected you know, the, the thing that has to pop out in my mind always with hurricane Harvey is how they kind of knew there was a study done at least 10 years before that that said if they ever did get a hurricane like that, it was going to wipe out all these areas. But they yeah, just went and had and built homes there anyway because it was all part of the whole profit motive and the city's got to yeah. keep growing. Yeah, they're, they're, and, yeah no doubt know, that, unfortunately, I think the city of Houston is really going to have to ask 
hard questions. Is it this kind of development worth it? Well, you and know, I mean, we have the same situation going be- on where you live and where I live too, that we've allowed unrestrained growth in areas that can't support it in times of, of, of drought. And, you know, so it's a different, it's a different situation in the Southwest um, than, than, than happened in Texas, but it's the same governmental private industry push that people won't push back on. And in, in, in bad times, we're going to have people, you know, um, you know, really dying of thirst here. It's possible, or people are just going to have to leave and it's going to leave this city um, uh, you know, a shadow of itself where you could have just stayed. Um, so anyway, um, that's the one thing I want to point, you know, point out about that before we go on to September, the last thing I want to say is whether there was an identify, um, or whether there's a, 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 a point to this where, whether it was just coincidence that it took, um, John Kelly, uh, maybe nearly a month to, to, to fire Steve Bannon, if that's what happened at the White House, or whether it was that six days after Charlottesville, what he was saying in the White House made him get fired. I don't know, but it does seem like a huge coincidence that less than a week later, he's fired after basically those are his folks that were in Charlottesville. It's the Breitbart alt-right guys that, that Bannon brought to the party were the ones that created what happened in Charlottesville. And so, you know, who knows, but that's just the really thing from, you know, the, the, the historian in me says, I wonder whether we'll figure this out in 10 or 20 years when, when everything's declassified and all these people are writing books. Uh, it, you know, you know, I, you know Trump and always, Kelly included. The truth always comes out. I don't care who it is or what it is. It always comes out. Yeah, it might take a while, but it, eventually it yeah. will. Um, let's jump to September. Um, let's see. September. Um, September 5th. Um, Trump, again, to, to, to really help and make people feel enlightened, um, sarcasm included, um, the Trump administration announced on September 5th that Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, better known as DACA immigration policy, would be scrapped. Um, you're going to evict more people. Um, evict them. Uh, uh, September 12th, Hillary Clinton's memoir, What Happened?, is published, describing her experience as the party's nominee for president. Uh, September 20th, Hurricane Maria again, uh, about a month later. We had another uh, big hurricane. This one, though, was in Puerto Rico, and so people didn't, don't really care. They still don't have power. Um, September 22nd, yeah. uh, during a political rally in Alabama, President Trump criticizes NFL football players kneeling during the national anthem in protest. Um, September 29th. Um, the first real big scandal, I would say, of normal proportions of somebody just taking advantage of their of their office, um, not um, you know breaching national security or just making an ass out of yourself as of as in the mooch. Um, September 29th, U.S. Health Secretary Tom Price resigns over the scandal involving the use of expensive private planes for official business. Um, which Trump probably wouldn't have accepted his resignation if he actually would have gotten um, the ACA repeal um, uh, uh, passed. Right, um, but, I agree. The, but that was our September. Um, you know, kind of crazy. We had national disaster to um, you know, the the removal of DACA, uh, and then you know the whole hubbub that 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 Trump created with the you know NFL football players. Um, which one stands out to you? Well, without a doubt, what happened in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. 
this just this you know, territory. And by the way, Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. Yes, Anybody they are. out there who doesn't get that, they're Americans. They serve in our military. They've given our lives in defense of this country. So never forget that. And they have made immeasurable contributions to our country over the years. But at any rate, um, you know, just the island was devastated. Uh, I, I think the death count now might be, and I might be wrong on this, but at least over 500. Nobody really knows for sure. Power is still out in some parts of the country. It, it's going to take God knows how long to rebuild there. Uh, none of this was helped by Donald Trump's just complete and utter lackadaisical attitude towards them. Uh, of course, then he shows up in the island and throws paper towels at people. I, I, I just honestly, it, it's another moment where you're watching this guy and thinking our reputation around the world is in the toilet. Just extraordinarily embarrassing. Um, but, it, you know, at least if, if nothing else, it, it did. I think enough Americans started realizing how important Puerto Rico is. Uh, I think another thing that may happen, because a lot of Puerto Ricans have left and they're going to Florida to live, and they're probably going to register to vote. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that state's elections next year. Uh, needless to say, I don't think Puerto Ricans are going to be all that thrilled to be supporting Republicans. I think that's fairly safe to say. Uh, it was, you know, there was a telethon that was held not long after, I believe, on NBC to get donations to Puerto Rico. And, and you know, to the credit of many Americans on the mainland who came over there to get food and water and aid, you had the famous Spanish chef, Jose Andres, cooking uh -huh. meals right. for hundreds and thousands of people. So there were those good moments again, Sean, and the American people are not in line with Donald Trump about Puerto Rico. They regard it as important. They love the people there, and they were doing what they could to help. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was just definitely a, a terrible event in September, um, for sure, and we can only wish everybody well there in terms of rebuilding. I, I think it was interesting about Hillary Clinton's memoir, this is somebody everybody wants to disappear. Well, guess what? She's not going anywhere. And uh, she had a, a, a novel that was very well received. Uh, thousands of people going to see her at book signings. Uh, I think, you know, from what I've read of the, the book, and I have not finished all of it, but a very frank and honest analysis of her president, you know, her run for the presidency and where she made mistakes. Uh, and, you know, the good things that happened about it. She also talks about her, her marriage with Bill Clinton, I think, in a very open and honest way. Uh, say whatever you want about the both of them, but there's no question that's a real marriage, unlike what we have now in the with the first couple, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, it was a big success as a book. And I, I think it just shows there's a, you know, there are a lot of people in this country, may not agree with her on everything, but people like and respect Hillary Clinton. That's something Donald Trump doesn't have, and I think it's why he continues to take shots at her. Because, again, he's jealous. He knows he will never be regarded in the way that she is. Yeah, again, and, you know, I mean, there are... Because we know she's not. She, right. she ran a campaign that was deeply right. flawed. But, again, you know, people just want her to go away and shut up. Well, I don't recall people telling Mitt Romney to go away and shut up, and nor should he have. I don't recall people telling John McCain to go away and shut up. Or any other person who lost the, the race. She has every right to speak her mind and tell her story. And I would say to people, if you don't like that, don't buy her book. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. Um, 
And and you know the last thing I want to say is the uh, officially uh, Puerto Rico says only sixty two people died because of the hurricane. Oh, okay. Although well, that they know that there's like um, at least you know compared to this year compared to last year on some of these months there's like five hundred extra people dying, which is kind of goes against the the bounds of normal statistical collection. So that they know a lot more people have died, but. You know, of course, how they're going to actually, you know, ascribe that. Who knows what's really going on with those numbers? Well, I think what everybody basically knows is that something's up. And unless somebody actually cares to go there and figure it out, um, then we're not going to really know what it is. And, um, you know, who uh, uh, I think wh- who makes the official count um, is, is is making sure that uh, um, he, th- he's doing what... Um, uh, which I think that governor is is kind of in 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 Trump's pocket a bit, and uh, and that's what some of the um, uh, uh, discussions about. Anyway, right. um, I, I, I you just know, also want to mention. I mean, the DACA remains a very hot topic. I know there's some legislation in Congress to protect these ch- these people. They're not children anymore, many of them, but they were born here or brought here when they were little kids. You know, it's just ridiculous to you may you know whatever woman. Whatever people may feel about undocumented immigrants, and there's no question there's bad that goes with the good, but it's – I'm sorry, man. It's entirely ridiculous to blame the children who by no decision of their own were brought here or born here on American soil, and this is the only life they've ever known. And again, many of these people have gone on to have successful careers, graduated from college, served in our military, and in some cases given their lives. I just, you know, I think there's a lot of goodwill for for DACA individuals, and if the GOP is smart at all, they're going to protect them, or they're going to have a real problem in future elections. They should just say to Donald Trump, you know, forget you, we're plowing along, we're going to work with Democrats and have a policy to protect these people. You want to deal with, you know, adult documented another way? Fine. But... I, I just that that issue is not going away, and I, I think the GOP, rightfully so, is nervous about it. So let's move on to October. Um, I know that this is one that kind of hits home to you, but there's obviously October was one of yes. these months that really kind of um, had a lot of big things going on in it. Okay. It started it yes, kicked it in with well, a with a with, with the first, you know with yes, a big um, uh, mass murder. It ended the same way, and in between we had some big news. So go ahead. Well, of course, with the shooting at the Route 91 concert in. Vegas, where uh, 58 people died and over 500 were injured. Um, it's the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. For my hometown, certainly it is a terrible turning point. Um, and, you know, I don't think we've seen all the outcomes and after effects of it, to be honest. Um, and then we saw on October 5th, uh, of course, hearkening uh, back to KCF Lack and sort of the growing concerns about sexual harassment in the entertainment industry. The New York Times came out with a much-read expose about producer Titan Harvey Weinstein, never the nicest guy to begin with, but now on a more serious, uh, more serious uh, note, he was accused of sexually harassing numerous women over a three-decade span, including prominent actresses, female production assistants, temps, other employees, uh, further allegations emerged after that that he had assaulted or harassed 13 women and raped three of them. Um, Weinstein, of course, resigned. He was kicked out of the Producers Guild. He has never fully denied doing a lot of these things. 
Um, and he's somebody who basically was really hated to begin with in the film industry. So yeah. it, a lot of people were glad to see the back of him. But, of course, the damage this man did, I don't know if it can easily be measured, but it, it, what it did was open up the whole debate about sexual harassment in the entertainment industry. Of course, in October, in the state where I live in, we had horrendous wildfires. There was the deadliest week culminating October 8th. Uh, one's in Northern California. At least 35 people died. Hundreds of thousands of acres were burned. God knows how many animals perished and, and buildings were destroyed. It was a, a terrible, you know, October, the first of, the first week of October was really bad for a lot of reasons. Um, then we had later on, skipping on to the 27th, we had the first charges in the Mueller investigation being filed uh, into the alleged Russian interference, that being, of course, Paul Manafort and his colleague, Rick Gates. Uh, Manafort was involved with the Trump campaign, fired, and Trump claims he never knew who he was, of course. So any kind of charges from Republicans that somehow this was a nothing burger and wasn't going to amount to anything. Well, nothing burger. That was, that was Boy. Your answer. Uh, October ended, Hey, that might be the word of 2017. A nothing burger. <laughs> yeah, the nothing burger year. Uh, hardly. Of course, October ended on a terrible on a terrible note with a gentleman. Well, I don't even want to call him that. He's no gentleman. Uh, a radical extremist taking a flatbed pickup truck, driving it into a group of pedestrians uh, along West Street in Lower Manhattan. Most of them tourists, simply trying to enjoy the grandeur that is New York City. Eight of them were killed. Many people were injured. So. You know, yeah, as I've yeah. said to you personally, October started horribly and it ended horribly. So this guy is now going to be put on trial. I suspect you know, the death penalty will be called for. Um, and uh, so it's just a, another another really bad month. Uh, it was a month, frankly, where nothing good happened. Well, I you know, I mean, you know, there were some charges it. filed in the investigation, uh, in the Russian investigation. Well, yes, by we Mueller. could argue that something good happened in it. Again, it was a nice rejoinder to Trump supporters who claim that they're all as pure as the driven snow. Mm, I don't think so. Um, you know the, you know those two attacks that that really bookended that month was you know just kind of horrible. Obviously, there's no comparison, you know, between what happened in Las Vegas to anything else. Uh, you know, it seems like what happened in Vegas was just one of those. It really was the worst ever. So um, yeah, you know, I think it stopped everybody in their tracks. But, you know, I don't think it's made anybody stop doing what they're doing. And I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, unfortunately and fortunately, um, we don't live in a utopia. Um, and it would be a very boring place. And it just is not rea reality for us to ever be in a situation where no bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen to good people. And it's going to continue to happen. Um, and you know, it's just the way that it is. I, I, I was lucky enough to get, I'd really been a fan of all the Arthur C. Clarke, um, inspired films, the 2001, 2010. Um, I was given, um, I, I had asked for that for my wife for, for Christmas. Hey, will you buy me the collection? I want 2001, I want 2010, 2061 and 3001. I, I just finally want to read all these books. It had been on my, like my literary bucket list, although I have no plans on dying anytime soon. I was just, you know, no, you, don't. you don't have time to read. So it's just like, hey, you know, hey, this is nice. Would you buy this for me for Christmas? So I've been spending the time to reading it. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that Bowman in the in the novel mentions how, you know, it's 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 kind of, you know, would it be what would humankind really, 
enjoy it if there was utopia? Um, or will we just get bored and we create new, new ways to create a hard time about it? And it's almost, you know, when you really start thinking about our place, there's never really an end. There's always going to be, you know, people who are doing horrible things. And that's what, you know, it kind of October means to me. Um, it was always you know, my favorite month in the past. I, no, well, this, this, no, I mean this, you know, this month of October, um, you know, it just kind of, you know, you know, states one of those things that bad things are going to continue to happen no matter how much was that, that we want them not to. And it's what we do as responsible people and people that grow and, and keep raising our children and having next generation come up that we try to limit these things or, or change them in certain ways. But it's, it's, it's always going to end up happening because I think it's part of the way that we also respond and get better. As we had talked about earlier, you know, you'd, you'd have a slaughter, um, and, and more wars that would happen and, you know, tens of thousands of people would get killed at a more regular basis. And, and now it might just be psychos go nuts and, 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 you know, kill a hundred people. I'm not saying it's okay or what I want, but it's the way that the world operates and we can't control it all. And and there's deviations to norms, and people sometimes lose it. And it's part of the, almost like that natural selection, random selection, chaos theory, um, if you want to even go to Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum. But those things are going to happen. You know, some things can go wrong, and they will. And, and you know, October symbolizes that to me. But whose who's turn is it to do the rundown in November? We've gotten so distracted here. Is it mine? I'm ready for it. I guess I'll do I it. Think, I think no, it's your turn to, November 3rd, to read the month. The National Climate Assessment of 477-page report by 13 federal agencies concluding that global warming is extremely likely. Shocker. Great. To be human-caused, mostly from the burning of fossil fuels. And it, by chance, contradicted statements from the Trump administration um, that carbon dioxide is not the primary contributor to global warming. Um, then November 1st, uh, November 5th, unfortunately, we had another nutty guy um, uh, who killed 26 people in a Baptist church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. Um, on that same day, um, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross revealed by the Paradise Papers to have business links with Russian allies of uh, President Vladi Putin, who are under U.S. sanctions. November 7th. Um, Virginia, Danica Rome, becomes the first openly transgender person to win an election to a state legislature and serve her term, beating Republican Bob Marshall. November 19th, notorious, notorious killer and cult leader Charles Manson, not Marilyn, died age 83 after 46 years good in prison. Riddance. Oh, yeah, good job. Um, no one will miss him. He doesn't deserve any bologna sandwiches. He, uh, November yeah, 20th. It is alleged that Eric Trump funneled cancer charity money to his business. November 30th, reported that during the summer, President Trump tried to pressure a number of top Republicans to end the Senate investigation. Uh, What stands out? Yeah, it was a a busy month. And another thing I should mention about the November 7th election, of course, that turned out to be a very strong night for Democrats, Democrats across the country. They won governor's races in New Jersey and Virginia. Uh, Virginia wasn't expected, but Ralph Northam ended up winning by, what, nine points against Ed Gillespie. Um, and there's no question, you know, the, the, the election was seen as a response to a very unpopular president. So it was, you know, for the first time in a year and a half, well, a year, excuse me, you know, Democrats had some good news. And it may be a foreshadowing of what happens next November. But the, the, the race with the transgender candidate winning was especially 
uh, a lovely rejoinder to her homophobic opponent. So it, it shows that progress is happening in this country. It's in fits and starts. And we all know what Martin Luther King said about, you know, the arc of history. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, just to add that on, for sure. That, you know, I mean, Democrats, we all know, given their ability to, as the saying goes, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, you know, they can mess this up easily. But it certainly was, I'm sure, for the party, you know, a big boost that it desperately needed. Yeah, and, you know, I, it was one of those months to me that it was just kind of, okay, so let's do something about it, all right? You know, you know, Trump, Eric Trump funneling cancer charity money to his business. I mean, come on. I mean, we knew what was going on, and, you know, he's still there. Um, you know, that, that, that his dad, the president, tried to pressure top Republicans to end Senate investigation into Russia's interference. Yeah, no, you know, he's been doing that all summer. You know, they finally have proof. Um, you know, it's, 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 and it's finally coming to fruition. It seems like that they're 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 organizing around this idea that hey, let's dismiss this. Let's work with Trump. They're still in that boat. And until we realize that, um, you know, that's it's 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 really going to be, um, you know, something that 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 will continue. I think to plague us um, until something happens. Um, because I can't believe that you have these Republicans that are still supporting this man. Um, because he gives well, you enough. He gives you the breadcrumbs to, to keep thinking that you're supporting your base. But that's, that's what's correct. It's the base. They're more afraid. I suspect if you could really quiz every single GOP member of Congress off the record, most would say they can't stand Donald Trump. They want this guy to leave, but they know what will happen to them in their upcoming primary if they, if they vocally oppose him. It's why Jeff Blake is leaving the Senate, but still kowtows to Trump because he needs a job, probably in a Republican. By the way, firm. in Arizona, they're saying he why, might run for, why, against. Yeah, the Arizona Republican senator. It's why well, Dean Miller from my home state of Nevada, whose approval rating is in the toilet, is still voting with Trump, even though most likely he's going to get beaten in the general if he makes it through the primary. Um, you know, incredibly bad political instincts on this man's part. And it's somebody who should know better. So, again, you have, I'm sorry, the problem so much, and I, I have been saying this for years, it is the base of the Republican Party, the voters, who are the real problem here. It, it's, it's not to, it, it, because, again, they basically are controlling the people they elect to a point where it is destructive for the nation. And I don't say this lightly, because I know a lot of Republicans who are appalled by Donald Trump, who didn't vote for him, and are you know, more and more saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to vote for Democrats, or I'm going to go independent, because this is not the party I grew up respecting. So it's, it's incredibly sad, because the truth of the matter is, we need strong opposition parties. Uh-huh. It, it results in better legislation. It's just better for the country. When you have a, a, a responsible, if you have a Democratic president, you have a responsible, mature, reasonable Republican party to say, hey, wait a minute, we like one idea you've got, but here's how we think it could be better. And the, the Democratic president says, you know, you're right. I know I'm being all Pollyanna-ish here, but we've seen this happen in the past and it's meant good things. But in the same if you have a Republican president where you have a responsible adult Democratic party saying, Hey, Mr. President, you've got a good idea, but 
here's one thing we don't like, and here's how we think you can make this better. So again, we've gone, we've, we've left that, and we're in the mess we're in now. But I, and again, I, I don't want to assail every single person who's a member of the Republican Party, because I know a lot of people who are, and they're not on board with any of this crap. But, you know, again, until you have a sea change in the attitude of primary voters especially, uh, you're, going to have, you're going to have people in Congress who know better, who are going to continue kissing Donald Trump's fat with a red. <laughs> and I, I, just, I don't know what else to say. That's why the elections in, of last November were so important, because it showed a lot of the country. They're not on board with this. If you had the GOP doing good things, that would be another matter. It's why... Presidents like Ronald Reagan are so respected, even though we know he had his problems. It's why George Herbert Walker Bush, in my opinion, was the last good Republican president we had for this country. And even his son, as, as terrible as most of his presidency was, even his son had his good moments in office. Uh, but, you know, again, we're not, we're not there right now. We're in some other horrible parallel universe. And this, that's my rant. It's, you know, the party has got to get back to its roots. It's just that simple. Yeah, and uh, I think we should end slavery. I mean, the, you know, it was the Republican roots. Anyway, um, maybe, maybe a I poor know, joke you know, um, yeah, I, I two hours that, into uh, our podcast. but I, And I think the, the – I want to go back to November 5th when you had this deranged gunman kill 26 people in a church. It turns out he had a bad record in the military, but nobody knew about that. So – there have, there have got to be some serious reforms in terms of access to public information, and especially in the military, in terms of who's joining it and, and what they may, you know, what their background may be. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and clearly, and, and Wilbur Ross, I, I'm going to bet that he's the next Trump administration member to go. We're not hearing a lot about this right now, but uh, it's going to come back up. I don't think Ross escapes this, and nor should he. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be, um, you know, something to come from him. Uh, let's go, um, you know, two hours into this podcast. Let's finish it up. Let's do December. <laughs> I've been talking, and it's my turn now. Okay, December 1st. Michael Flynn. Gee, remind me who this guy is again. <laughs> I think we Charged started the year with a... him, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, something like that. He's charged <laughs> with making false statements to the FBI in January. So, again, the hammer's dropping on that. December 2nd, and of course it wasn't the last vote as we know, but this was sort of an extraordinarily unpopular tax measure that the Senate passed 40, 51 to 49. Uh, it's called the most sweeping overhaul of the tax code, but we all know it's not really tax reform. Right. It adds $1 trillion to the deficit. It disproportionately benefits the wealthy and big corporation. And above all, it's going to rescind a lot of tax deductions 100 million Americans have used over the years. Uh, later on in the month, we see, in fact, also December 2nd, emails, interviews, and court documents involving senior Trump transition of team officials, as reported by the New York Times, suggests Flynn did not act alone, both before and after he spoke with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. No. Kislyak. So, again, more intrigue here. December really? 4th, Trump announces an 85% cut to Utah's 1.3 million acre Bears Ears National Monument, 50% cut to the 1.9 million acre Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument, which angered Native American, Native American tribes, environmental groups. And might I add, there are some in the Utah community who are saying, hey, wait a minute, we make our living off these national parks. So they're not too happy either. 
now, December 12th, more good news for the Democrats, a race that nobody would have said was possible for a Democrat to win a month or two before. Doug Jones beats Republican candidate Roy Moore, who, uh, as we all know, has a horrendous background. He's the first Democrat to win the state since 1992 for a Senate seat. I think he won by about one or two percentage points. And by the way, today, the state of Alabama verified his win. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 14th. Another decision of the Trump, well, the FCC controlled by the Trump administration. They have voted three to two to repeal net neutrality, which is also enormously unpopular. We don't know how that's ultimately going to play out. Um, And basically, that's it. We had, uh, you know, there weren't that many things that happened, but the ones that did were monumental. No bad pun intended with, of course, Trump's savaging right. these two national monuments. Right, right. A tax bill, which let me throw another figure out. And this comes from Bloomberg News, from Sahil Kapoor, who's a very well-regarded uh, reporter. But basically, this, this tax bill is going to make it so the richest Americans and foreign investors receive 83% of this $1.5 trillion tax cut. Think about that for a moment. A yep. lot of people are going to get hurt by this. And I'm sure you've already seen, and I, I know it's the narrative now, things could change, but more and more political analysts are saying the GOP has just sealed its fate for next year's election. Because once enough Americans figure this out, and they will, this is not going to bode well for their chances of holding Congress. Just no, and, you know, I think, I think we know. Because their donors threaten them. Yeah, right? and I, we also. Again, the GOP, to anybody out there listening, grow up now. Yeah, I mean, I think knowing what happened on December twelfth, um, and you know, I think we, you know, we put it as December second, but we, I think we know that, you know, there was. It was the twelfth. Yes, we stand corrected. Yeah, and you know, we, you know, there had to be other, other, other. There was later votes on the tax bill, um, but uh, what happened on December twelfth with Jones defeating Moore? Um, you know, I, you know, really is monumental thinking that Alabama yes, goes the other way Absolutely. and really setting up what's going to happen in 2018. And, 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 and it doesn't seem like anything is going to slow. It doesn't seem like though we're going to have those kind of protests that we have that, that we had early in January, February, but there's definitely going to be some pushback and gosh knows what's going to happen once the whole machine gets started in the summer. Um, you know, well, you know, an example in the past said the Democrats had a pretty good chance of taking the House. The Senate, absolutely not. Well, now they're saying the Senate is definitely in play, not only Arizona and Nevada, but Texas. And believe it or not, and I, I won't believe it until I see it, but even Mississippi. So, some, you know, again, I, a lot of Americans, no matter where they sit on the political spectrum, are not going to be thrilled with having their taxes go up in about five years. So I just, again, this is extraordinarily boneheaded legislation. Susan Collins, who voted for it of Maine, um, they're already saying that she may not be, you know, she may consider not seeking another term in the Senate. She's certainly not going to run for governor there next year. So it's it's just extraordinary what's happening here. And again, the Republican Party could have avoided all this. Well, Karen, again, we have another year, uh, 2018, even number, kind of a nice number. 18 we hope yeah um you know we hope that um you know things go a little bit more positively but like everything else we also know the world is never going to be perfect there's going to be (laughs) bad people doing bad things and there will also be good people doing good things and i you know the more we can encourage the good 
and the more we can discourage the bad, I think the better off we'll all be. And, and you know, so, you know, before uh, January 1st comes, that's my hope for, for, for next year is that, you know, good starts outpacing bad. Um, whereas it seemed like in, 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 in 17, it was the other way. And hopefully we're, we, you know, we're climbing back up on this, uh, on this chart. I totally agree, and I wish you, John, and your family a very healthy, happy, productive 2018, and to all our listeners, the same. Good health, much happiness, and a much better year for our nation. Lord knows we we need it. Karen, and thanks again for, for everything you do all year long with Thank me you. and we, that we get to work together. It's always a pleasure to work with you and to get your opinions and your information that you always teach me something. I think every time we talk, you're always teaching me something. So thank you for that. And, you, you know, know, hope you and your family have just as well of a great year and, and also for everyone out there listening. Um, we'll be back maybe next week. We got to see what we're going to schedule. We I know we have a uh, Hooray for Hollywood in the can. But we don't know when we're going to run it for sure yet. We'll figure all that out. Karen and I might be back next week. If not, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, Again, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, folks. Happy New Year. Bye now.